Inside, episode number three of the Whitetail Experience podcast. Wow, episode three, we're making moves. I know I said that on the last one, but three makes an official. Ask the girls you date. Let that sink in. Anyways, just uh, thought I would do a, another podcast here while I got some time on my hands. Um, on why I hunt public land, what I've learned. Um, I came from hunting some private land in a really good county in Ohio. I still have access to some private land. And don't get me wrong, when I look at what I'm doing, I, I just kind of want to be an overall better deer hunter. I don't think it, it matters public-private. Um, there are guys that, that I know that hunt private land that, that I super respect and realize what they're doing is is you know what I'm doing. I'm trying to get on that top level buck. I can learn stuff from those guys. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to, to talk about here today is, is, is why I hunt public land. What's that about? And a little backstory on that, um, to kind of back up in college, um, I was hunting a 120 acre farm. Um, my best friend of high school, his dad had some ground and don't get me wrong, dude, it was in Coshocton County, primo land, a lot of deer, um, some good deer. Uh, we, we lack the knowledge to kill those deer, the big ones. Um, looking back, I should have been killing one forties if I knew what I was doing and I had the time, um, that farm held a couple of those. There was plenty of those in the area, in my opinion, to, if you gave me that farm nowadays, um, one, one forty would be a good goal. If I, if I groomed it myself and limited hunting pressure, uh, one sixty plus. Uh, it would not be um, impossible. Anyways, so that's where I started. Um, and then when I went to college, I, obviously my best friend went to a different college. I really kind of lost that access to, to that good piece. And so I, I, I kind of had to find new ground. And originally I kind of went the, the private land way and, and met a good buddy, Alonzo, who's part of the Whitetail Experience. And uh, his mom owns 20 acres. The back 10 is wooded. Um, so that became the, the primary piece of ground I was hunting. Um, I then kind of started dabbling a little bit in, in public because I, I, I had the hunting bug. Um, I wanted to, to get in the woods as much as I could. I, I got a late start, late introduction to hunting. My father didn't hunt. Grandpa didn't hunt. Um, or at least the grand, my grandpa did hunt, but that was kind of before he found golf. And so I, I just never had that introduction. So I, I wanted a small game hunt at least, you know, I wanted to shoot some squirrels. Hell, I just wanted to get in the woods. Um, and so I started small game hunting really, um, some, some public land that was a little closer to college. Um, and you know, I, I kind of dabbled a little bit of deer hunting in, in some big woods, um, stuff and, and limited success. But, uh, you know, I started hunting that small private piece, that 10 acres. And, um, I had enough money. Uh, dad gave me a 15 foot ladder stand. I think it was like 65 bucks. And he bought that for me one year as my birthday present. So I threw that up. And uh, then I, uh, the following Christmas, I got a $100 field and stream climber that was 32 pounds, loud, um, heavy, didn't carry well. But I started using that, at least on that small piece, where I could hunt two to three, four other trees besides the, um, the, the one that ladder stand was in. Um, and I thought that was, that, you know, I was kind of in that stage of learning about wind and, and, and 
what that was doing and, and, you know, just being able to hunt multiple areas, um, cover more areas. Um, even though it was 10 acres, I could set up four different trees essentially. Um, so yeah, that kind of, uh, spurred my interest and, and I had the climber. So I, um, I was actually small game hunting a piece of, uh, um, public land and I was squirrel hunting and I look up and here's a four point working the edge of this wood slash CRP area. And I'm like, holy shit, this place holds deer. Like at that point I kind of had the, the conception that there wasn't a lot of deer on, on public land. And, um, I just had never really thought about deer hunting public land. So, so I was out there squirrel blasting and, uh, saw some deer and I was like, okay, um, fast forward like a month later and once once uh deer season rolled around i i grabbed that climber and i went into this public piece and here it is an hour before dark i see three does they work to about 30 yards down in this creek and i'm like holy shit and, and keep in mind i took this climber in and you know got a smidge lost onyx was not a thing at the time i set that climber i didn't you know set it to 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 you know, that tree gets smaller as you go up. So I get about eight to 10 foot off the ground and my bottom set of my climber is, is starting to lean towards the ground. And anybody who's ever hunted in a climber knows what I'm talking about. It's just that learning curve. So I get about 10 foot off the ground and I'm like, oh, great. Like, um, I should have just realistically gone down and reset the pins and gone back up. But, you know, I was up. So, so I was going to hunt. And <laughs> sure enough, I, I see three does. About 20 minutes later, um, here comes a deer. It's going to take the trail at 15 yards broadside. And I draw back because I think it's a doe. And I have trouble finding it in the peep. Sure enough, I open my left eye and I can see it's like a, a six-inch spiker. Um, and that was not what I wanted to wrap my buck tag around even at that point. So I, I let down and uh, kind of continued to I – was, I was just fascinated. Here I'd seen deer. I, I did what I didn't think was – essentially possible. And, uh, about 15 minutes later, I see another deer working the same sort of, um, trail area and, uh, works to about 20 yards. I make a shot. I hit it. Rain starts picking up. I get down in the dark with a headlamp. Um, I have another hunter actually walk in on me as I'm kind of like blood trailing slash trying to figure out what's going on. Cause I'm still very new to hunting at this point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a few deer seasons in, but by no means knew what I was doing at that point. Um, so I had actually gone in and set up probably within a hundred yards of another guy, just not really knowing what I was doing. Um, but, uh, I ended up finding that deer the next day and, and, and that was an awesome hunt. Um, so, so, you know, I saw a little success there and I was like, wow, this isn't as terrible as I originally thought. Um, so at that point it was game on in my hunting career. I was, I was like, Oh, I can, I can hunt some, some public. It's a little closer. Um, that's less gas. You don't have money anyways in college. I was driving a, um, I was actually borrowing my parents' vehicles to hunt at that point. Cause I didn't have, um, a way to fit them in the, the Chevy Cavalier at the time. Um, I passed a 110 inch buck mid October. Um, and then I passed a 120. I can't remember if that was the same year or a different year, but that was like late. It was like November 5th. Came in bumping some does and, and grunting, and I was all fired up. 
And uh, I actually got so fired up, I got lost getting out of there. I ended up knocking on a farmhouse, asking where the uh, this road was that I parked on. Um, at the time, you, you you didn't have the hunt stands, the Onyx. It's, it, I, I just got turned around and got lost because I, I think that buck had me all fired up. And I, looking back, I should have roasted both those deer. One of those was a 10-pointing. And those both those deer at the time would have been my biggest buck to date. Uh, fast forward a couple years, um, I continue to hunt the small piece I got access to in college. Um, and during college, I was hunting it every Sunday evening because I played soccer. That was the only time I could hunt and best believe I was going to hunt. Um, but what I, what I started noticing uh, uh, was post-college when I, I started hunting public land a little more and stayed out of that piece. And... I started seeing bigger deer. I started seeing more deer, even though I was only hunting it a, a limited amount of time that that evolution, as far as my deer hunting, I, I realized that dude, if you've got access to a 20, 40 acre piece and it's October 6th and it's 75, best thing you could probably do is not hunt. Um, if you want to scout like by pulling a trail camera or from a distance, sure. But like realistically you, you're going to do more harm. And even if you're just bumping does out, um, I have very much gone to the strategy on my my, my family acreage to to literally um, not hunt October unless I've got a real good beat on a buck that may be living close by and it's a cold front of some sort and we're summer you know October twenty fifth plus uh, I just don't think my odds are that great on that piece and I'd rather just hold as many does as I can until the rut but anyways we'll get to that kind of stuff. Um, so, so talking about that small piece of a private, um, one thing that really started to make a difference was I, um, I bought a better climber. In college, I talked about I had that junk $100 field and stream climber, and, and then I went out and bought a, uh, a tree walker, and I'm not even sure they're in business anymore, but uh, it was 19 pounds, aluminum, Comfortable seat, um, stacked, nice for transportation. It, it still had a big profile. Um, it's crazy when I look at the climbers today, um, how, how, how they stack um, is, is definitely next level. But anyways, that because that climber was a less pain in the ass and, and it, it became an asset to me, um, I was using it more and more both on, on, on public um, and private, and, and it really just helped me... Um, Oh, be mobile. I, I was in the, you know, I, I didn't fear being mobile. I didn't have that pain in the ass of the tree stand. I could uh, walk comfortably with that thing on my back. And, and the following year, I bought better straps. And that even made that process uh, better. Um, something I definitely recommend is getting better um, carrying straps, whether you cut them off a backpack, order some mullies, um, you know, just any, any sort of better carrying system is, is a game changer in my opinion. Um, but, uh, with that climber, I started to be able to throw dart, throwing darts is, is a term I used. And I could just look at a topo, mark a big hogback or upper third shelf and, and not every time, but occasionally I would, I would find a, uh, I would create an encounter off of just throwing darts and, and just looking at a map and saying, this is a pretty good ridge in the big woods. Um, never been there before, but best believe I'll go in in the dark with a headlamp and I'll, I'll climb a tree with that thing. 
Um, and I was shocked at, 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 you know, a couple years I was able to get, um, get a few encounters that way. And then obviously when I started scouting in that off season, um, I could utilize that climber. And, and at some point I, I do upgrade to standing sticks and that just makes the world a difference. But, um, you know, it, it, that, that, that was a, a key part of my arsenal and, 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 and actually, you know, was using it both private and public land. It, it was something that, you know, to kind of get back on track here uh, of why I hunted public, I, I started having more encounters there. Uh, I don't know if it was, it, it was like I was winning on both accounts where I could have uh, quality sits on my private pieces, um, but I could also continue to chase deer. And if it's October 6th and it's, it's hot and I still want a deer hunt, I could go to the private land and, um, you know, I knew I wasn't blowing out my best spots necessarily. Um, and so I kind of started hunting more of a 50, 50 split. Um, and that just really kind of continued into, into today. Um, and now, you know, I'm like 95, five, um, you know, my family owns 18 acres. Um, and I hunted that hard when we first got it. Um, I would, I would spend a decent amount of time there in the fall and, uh, really just that area of the county it's not necessarily, uh, the, the best for big deer. I've got a couple neighbors that hunt and, uh, I sent a couple pictures of, of a bucks I was knocking down in that 120 ish to, to, I, uh, just below 130. Yeah. About 120 to about 130 range. And I sent those to the forester guy over the area and he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, in, I know that those bucks don't seem as big for the County, but in this specific quadrant you're in, if you were 10 miles to the West, you know, those deer would be 20, 20 inches bigger. Uh, he just says those are those are kind of kind of top level deer for the the specific area of the county you're in, um, and and so like I continued to to, to to hunt more public land because I was finding um, bigger caliber deer, and uh, the hunts I feel like are, are more difficult from a physical standpoint. Um, you got to beat people into locations. You got to bring your stand and sticks. There's no uh, four-wheeler pass, which, you know, that's a huge advantage right there. Um, but, you know, because I'm willing to do the both public-private land um, attack, I'm, I'm winning on both accounts where I'm not blowing out my, my private farm, um, but I, I'm, I'm continuing to, to get after it on, on public. And if you, you, you know, you said I had one day to kill a deer, I'm going to go to that, mus you know, Muskingum 18-acre piece. But if you said go kill a buck over 125, I can't say that that's my go-to piece just based on trail camera data, sightings, and, and what I've seen. Um, now, I will say this about my private land. I've definitely done some habitat improvements in the last um, couple years. Um, a lot of timber work. It, it's not in farm country. Food plots can be done in very small square foot type uh, areas. But... Habitat uh, timber work is going to be like where I can make that piece better and maybe hold um, and gather bigger bucks, more does, and, and kind of play the rut game there. That's that's kind of what I do. Um, I, I think next year I'm going to let my sister really hunt that place hard to just get her first deer. Um, but I'm hoping some of these habitats um, improvements that I've made on, on good southern-facing slopes, eastern-facing slopes, I've done a lot of hacking squirts, um, girdling trees, um, 
hinge cutting, um, you know, really just try to increase stem count and cover. And, you know, the hope is that if there is a 140 living in the, the big area that, oh, he calls my place home a little more than some of the other acreage in that area. I'm never going to hold him on 18 acres, but um, can I hold a couple doe groups and get lucky? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of now become obsessed with the public land thing just because I think it, it gives me a better opportunity to kill a big deer. Um, I do love the big woods type um environment i love being out there in the hills and just being like man i can go ridge over ridge um i can get away from people if i really uh wanna um don't get me wrong it wears on the body it, it wears you out um and having a few trail cameras stolen recently kind of wears you out mentally um but that's you know that's kind of part of the game but I think that kind of shows a little bit of the backstory of whitetail experience and myself in general, just why I hunt public land. And it's not necessarily that I'm super proud to be a public land hunter. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love that, that, that feeling of accomplishment. But, uh, if I'm a hundred percent honest, I just, I want to kill big deer. And I know the skills I've built on public have helped me on private and, uh, you know, I've able been able the last couple seasons to really take some, some quality deer and, and that's really my goal as a hunter. Um, you know, as of now, I, I want to kill top level deer and, uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say it was a little bit about inches. I, I do want to kill some big bucks. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think this is a good episode here for the whitetail experience podcast. Uh, going to wrap things up at this point. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button, check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and, uh, you know, best of luck out there. Team hard earned bucks. We're out.